I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding. A triathlon-ish podcast. Grab your sock hats, fill your decanter. Friday's here. It's time for some banter. Try tips, life chat from two feisty pros, zoomies, arm hair, ebbs, and flows. Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. Hello, hello, it's Sarah True. So Sarah Gross is off with the feisty team for the endurance exchange Sounds like they're having a blast. We're going to check in with them uh, and get some updates. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to hear all the stories. Next week, we get a little taste of how Feisty Celery shaking things up there. Uh, and, you know, the really impressive impact that everybody has made on the endurance world's I'm so I'm just so proud to be part of something like this. It makes me feel really special, even if all I do is once a week really talk utter nonsense with Sarah Gross. Um, I just feel proud by extension. Anyway, so coming up on the show, we have a very nice, lengthy voicemail from the Feisty Crew. And I'm going to complain about a children's book. Let's talk about Orca for a minute. In 2018, Orca approached me at the Ironman World Championships in Kona and said, Hey, we love what you are doing and we want to support women better. So we are designing products specifically for women rather than just, you know, shrinking the men's products. And we want your help. That's me, Sarah, and Feisty Media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy, and I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years, and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code ironwomen15 at orca.com. That's ironwomen, the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts, ironwomen1515 at orca.com. Okay, let's get into this. Everybody wants to hear what's going on. My life's kind of boring right now. I'm training. I'm doing schoolwork. I'm momming, all that stuff. But what the rest of the crew is doing right now, well, most of the crew, not all of them, they're doing something pretty awesome. They're they're spreading the truth about, you know, women in endurance sport and just opening some eyes, uh, reaching reaching the folks. So here we go. Let's let's roll roll that tape. Hey Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Oh, man. Hey, Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> okay. We've been the, looking at you all week. 
Sarah, this is coming to you late. What day is it? Wednesday. We are at Endurance Exchange. I am here with many of our lovely feisties, including Celine Yeager, host of the Hit Play Not Pause podcast. We have Carrie Barrett, who is our amazing podcast producer, and Catherine Taylor, who is known to our audience because she has dropped in before to the podcast. And we've had quite a great day at Endurance Exchange. And we're going to give you some highlights of our trip so far. Okay, so just for context, Endurance Exchange is a USAT, it's mostly a USAT conference for coaches and race directors, but it was also the convergence of the old like TBI, like the Triathlon Business International Conference. Although I feel like this is mostly a conference for coaches and and race directors, right? Right now. So we have about 500 people here in Austin, Texas. Um, And... Not in Carrie's house. So the feisty crew is staying at Carrie's house, which is obviously where the party's at, but the other 496 people (laughs) are not staying at Carrie's house. So we're going to tell you some of the things that we liked so far and some of the things we're observing, and maybe there'll be some good information in there. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go, we're sitting at Carrie's house. I'm going to go around the table and ask everyone their highlights of Endurance Exchange so far. So we're going to start with Celine. Celine, what has been your favorite part of the conference so far? That's a hard question because I just got here and I missed a bunch of it because I was presenting. So, I mean, I honestly think selfishly the best part was being able to present and being able to present on menopause, which is... Like a really, I think a lot of people were surprised to see that topic in the schedule of events, you know, that you normally would not see. And there were some men in the room and that was cool, but it was really, really, really well received and it was very heartwarming. I mean, it really, really was very heartwarming. I had a line of people after I was done just literally just thanking me because they were going through it and they felt super alone. And that is uh, just really important, I think. So that was the highlight for me. It was fun for me too to see what we were talking about earlier. Well, I was anyway, about how like we've been trying to bring topics around like quote unquote women's stuff <laughs> to to these events for a while. And it's like, it's like we had the pandemic and then we skipped over, like we skipped over a bunch of topics and just went straight to menopause. <laughs> you know, like we didn't talk about periods or pregnancy or, you know, puberty we're just like let's talk about menopause and you're right like the the response like you know afterwards when you had to leave because you had another event Celine like there I was standing at the booth and like it was just like a stream of people coming up and saying like thank you for what you're doing and like and just it was just so well received so yeah you did you did a great job um okay Carrie what has been your highlight so far besides obviously having us stay in your home which is amazing I mean highlight of my life actually actually the highlight <laughs> the highlight of the highlight of my life is that I've been able to sleep in my master king-size bed with my cat while everybody else is like bunking in twin beds like is that I'm like is everyone comfy how's everyone doing you know and I'm like living the lap of luxury okay so a few things first of all I love that feisty has been well represented here in that you know, Celine spoke, you're Sarah, uh, you're on a panel tomorrow. 
Um, I did a pre-event session on podcasting and why it can be a great thing for your business if you do it correctly. So that's that was exhilarating. And then having people come up to me, even though mine was just a virtual thing prior to the actual in-person conference, it's been great having people come up and and ask me about it and want to talk more. On like super positive note, I am amazed at how many people come up to our feisty booth at our tent and are already familiar with our ethos, whether it's the podcasts or whether it's what we represent. And so you don't have to explain to a lot of people like what we're trying to do. On the flip side, let's talk about our dinner experience last night. (laughs) So we did go to dinner with a rather large group of people, probably about eight or nine people. And there was a gentleman that none of us knew who was there. Only one. Yeah, the, the only the, man. The only man that came. And he was asking questions about Feisty, but, and I, I want other people to sort of weigh in on, on it, but it, it felt almost condescending. Like, in a way, he was talking about his wife and how, you know, she just, quote unquote, does Peloton three times a week, and she would never refer to herself as an athlete. And so, you know, what are we trying to do? How are we speaking to her? And what, and, you know, every one of us at one point at the table tried to individually express that we are speaking to her. In fact, we're speaking directly to her because anyone that moves their body intentionally is an athlete. But he just, it's almost as if he wouldn't hear it. So from what I took away from that conversation, or if you want to call it a conversation, is that we still have a lot of work to do for that type of mindset who's just either not ready to hear it or isn't listening to what we're saying. Any feedback on that? Selena's asking for She's, yeah. Do we have work to do? Like, <laughs> you know, is, is, well, the, no, I mean, seriously, though, like that he was, to your point, was not hearing. He asked the same, like you had explained things very well. And then he sort of asked things. I was just sitting in the middle. He asked the exact same things of Sarah who just basically said the same things. Like we all kept saying the same things and he just wasn't hearing it. And, you know, his, he, he's like, well, how would, you know, my wife had never heard of you until like word of mouth, which that's how you hear about things, you know, which is great. But it's sort of like echoes the gentleman today that was in my session who was like asked so many times, can you can you write something about how I can talk to women? You know, how I can talk to my clients, how I can talk to you. And I was just like, I'm trying to help you and I'm trying to tell you, but you're not hearing me. And I think this is much more about you than it is about us. And I, I'm not sure that that's our work to do. I don't have too much to add to that particular thing. But like, I think that um, I what I see is it's shifting over time, right? So like we used to come to, like when I was here, five years ago, six years ago at TBI, it would be like, there were like, I was at conferences with like seven women, right? And like when the, the guy that, that Kelly referenced recently in one of her social media posts who said to us, like, I've been doing the women thing since the 1980s, but that was like kind of the dominant feeling, like is that like, and so if the idea of even having a session on menopause then it's like crazy. Like when I think about it, how quickly we gained kind of like mainstream acceptance and then had, although it was like, there were like a lot of women and, and a handful of men in that room today during your session, Celine. It's still like, that's a 
big change in a very, very short time of people who are like sitting up aware and ready. And like, you know what it's like too. It's like, it's not just like, it's not like a men versus women thing. It's like there were, even back then, I suspect there would have been a lot of women who would have disassociated from that, the menopause conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it wasn't, it's not just the dudes, right? Um, So I feel like, okay, like, let's just like, it's like, okay, I can... Yeah, the patriarchy. Yeah, like we can like count our blessings in a way. And if we're going to keep moving that quickly, right, like we'll end up with a majority of folks like on side very quickly. Yeah. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah. (laughs) Catherine, highlights for you. Um, Highlights have been uh, working with the team, like getting the elder team, the elder part of our team. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> getting together uh and it is like I was involved with USA triathlon like as a regional uh rep for years like in the 2015 2016 so in the old era of USA triathlon before Rocky Harris was the CEO and definitely before Vic was the CEO and the vibe around USA triathlon is so different and the desire for partnership and I don't know. I just can't describe what a different feeling it is. Like it's, it, they still, there's still work to do, right? Any large old organization is going to have work to do. (laughs) Well, they are right. They're an old national governing body. And that comes with a lot like a board and lots of politics, but the old guard is for the most part gone. And so I think there's a really new and exciting age of USA triathlon. And they're still always going to have to work through a board and have the politics of being a national governing body. But but that was exciting to see. It was exciting to talk to how engaged, especially the women coaches were when they would come to our booth um, and talk about things. Um, we're working on an exciting new thing that we're going to release in mid-February. You make sure you're on our email list for that. Just a little plug. Um, that was our breakfast meeting. Um, but I have to say... Perhaps my favorite moment of the conference <laughs> was during Celine's session <laughs> uh, when Bob Babbitt walks in late. Celine's like probably a third of the way through her presentation, comes in, sits down on the front row, and out of Celine's mouth comes something about vaginal dryness. <laughs> Bob Babbitt carefully grabs his backpack <laughs> and sneaks right back out <laughs> of the bed. So it was just like, I am in the wrong place <laughs> I did not mean to come here so um so it was pretty funny that was that was my my it'll be one of my funny moments that I remember from this conference for a long time <laughs> and I, I, this is this is not related to menopause but another like but yeah it's not related to vaginal dryness well I don't know I'm not gonna I it, it might be however um and 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 Sarah true I would I would love to get your your thoughts on this but we had a potential Paralympian come by our booth a couple of times and she is relatively new to the sport. She is a para-athlete. She came from a uh, like para-rugby background, but, but she was at the USA Triathlon Foundation booth a lot of the time and was talking about just like her potential as an athlete and as an Olympian and how, you know, how it's, hard to get funding especially as a para para athlete you know because they have to bring 
so much with them. I mean, there's so much equipment with them and multiple chairs and service animals and things like that. And, um, but she was hopeful and she came in not cynical. She came in with like the best attitude and she's excited about the sport and she's excited about what USA triathlon could potentially offer her as a potential Olympian. And so Sarah True, I would love to get your feedback on that. You know, if that was the culture that you experienced or if that has changed or, you know, what, what thoughts do you have on that side of USA Triathlon? And I will say, if anybody ever complains about the things that we have to take to triathlon, she was telling us that because of the, like, she hasn't hit the level to get funding, so she has to pay for herself to go around the world to chase points with her because she's – a a chair athlete. So with her racing chair, her hand cycle for her running, and then, and I'm probably saying getting these backwards, it's been a minute. And then she also has a a service dog. So imagine managing all that by yourself at an airport with also everything else you need to swim, bike, run. It was just the level of commitment. And they had several para athletes there at the foundation thing. And it's just, it's really cool to see USA triathlons investment in that as well. Um, and, and, Yeah, you'll never complain again when you see those athletes out. Amazing. Well, you guys kind of said it all. I don't know what I don't know what I can add here. I think I for me my my panel tomorrow. Well, I don't know how it's going to go yet. (laughs) So I'll. (laughs) It was amazing. The panel. It was like the best panel ever. We could update the panel next week. We've got plenty of fodder for next week then. Um, but no, I I think what's inter- what's fun for me is to see like how how things have grown over the years. So like coming here and like you said, Carrie, like people coming up to the booth and knowing like knowing Feisty, like how we just kind of like I sort of started with like a podcast, right? And it's like I have a thing. It's called Feisty Media, you know. And then like now seeing that like people know it people who we've never heard from because there are some regular folks like I hear from them even on this like on this podcast elsewhere like where there are people who talk to us and I know who some of our regular listeners are and then other people like just like listen and then I see them at a conference and they come up and say hey like love what you're doing with the company like that's really cool um so that stuff's always like really meaningful for me um, so I really enjoyed that part of sitting at the booth today. So, and if anyone's listening, I know some of you are, cause I don't talk to you. <laughs> like, thank you for coming up and saying that. Cause that, that means a lot. Okay. And for those who are interested tomorrow morning at 10 30, I am moderating a panel about like, essentially it's the future of the fitness industry. And then we have some great panelists who are going to essentially assess like what we can learn from the fitness industry broadly to bring back to endurance sport. So I'm kind of like, I actually, I'm so glad there's, I'm so glad I'm not like speaking because I wouldn't know what to say on this topic. And I'm actually quite curious to see what they, like what my panelists say. Um, So yeah, Sarah, I will update you and I'll update everyone next week about what I learned from the panel because I am totally expecting to learn something um, from our great panelists. So anyway, thank you all. Oh, Oh, Catherine has more. Catherine has more. (laughs) This story actually has nothing to do with endurance exchange, but it will be of interest to folks that listen to this podcast because Sarah has been talking about her experiences at the Nordic Spa. So we're going to take a hard left here. I am still relatively new to Tacoma, Washington. I've been trying to make friends, 
And a friend of mine had booked a massage at the spa. And I was like, oh, it's a Nordic spa. You know, she's like, do you want to, I'm getting a massage. Do you want to get a massage? I was like, no, but I want to do the Nordic spa part. You know, I've heard people talk about it. My friend Sarah's talked about it. So we made arrangements Saturday to go to the Nordic spa at three o'clock. And she texts me and she's like, by the way, no clothes are allowed in the spa. (laughs) Now, this is a brand new friend. Which, I grew up a swimmer. I'm not very modest. And she's like, so would you like to, are you still, you still want to come? And I was like, well, you know, how do you feel? I'm fine coming. And she's like, well, I already paid, so I'm doing it. So I was like, all right, I'll meet you there. So the first time, like, hanging out outside of, like, run club with this friend, we hang out naked with, like, 30 other women in the Nordic spa. So I get here, and I'm like, so Sarah, would you go to the Nordic spa? What do you wear? <laughs> anyway, just an FYI, if you've been interested in the Nordic spas that Sarah has been talking about, <laughs> check before you go. I will say, though, I found the whole experience to be, um, like, it was actually a very cool experience because it's, like, women of all shapes and sizes, and nobody gave a crap about how they looked. And it was just, like, a very, I don't, it, it, it was actually a very encouraging and nurturing environment. But just be aware it may not, it may be swimsuit optional or no clothes allowed in the spa. Okay. So for clarity, <laughs> at my Nordic spa, we wear swimsuits. It's a co-ed environment. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. I'd be fine if it, although I would want it to be. Was the first time you hung out with a new friend? Yeah. That's very brave, Catherine. Yeah. Brave. You are very brave. I appreciate this. I like. Yeah, no, we're we for we, <laughs> we definitely wear swimsuits at the Nordic Spa. Um, I could, yeah, I do love it. I do find though that it is the same. I actually like some of those same things, despite the fact that we are wearing a thin piece of clothing between us and our nudity at my at my spa. It's it is like like nobody really cares, like what you look like like nobody's you know what I mean like you're not there it's not like being at the beach or somewhere where like you're you know like it's like there's all kinds of different people different shapes and sizes you like chat with them in the sauna that is a pretty cool environment likewise I this was a women's only spot too. right wow. <laughs> okay um <laughs> does anyone else have anything to add no you <laughs> <laughs> I did end up wearing all pink for running by mistake for packing air. Um, okay, so Sarah, I'm sure we've given you um, enough to think about, or I apologize for the th- <laughs> the making you think about all the things that we said. But um, yeah, I hope that you're doing great, and I look forward to catching up with you next week uh, on our usual uh, on our usual recording. Okay, there is so much to unpack, but I think probably like everybody, uh, I was dying with laughter when I heard a bit, the little vignette about Bob Babbitt walking out. I cannot, oh my goodness, that mental image is going to stick with me for a long time. So thank you. And also very important stuff that, you know, not everybody wants to hear, but needs to be talked about. So yeah. Well done. Well done, all of you. Keep it up. All right, we're going to take a little break.
And then I'm going to complain about children's book. As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good, and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Amino Co's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino Co's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher, Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 2.30 whoa, <laughs> and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, Use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com forward slash riding. The fastest path to living healthier, longer starts inside. Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier, longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your inside tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash F-E-I-S-T-Y. All right. So I just put my son to bed and I let him pick books from his bookshelf. And, you know, it's, it's standard board book stuff, whatever. But he has really been into this one book and it drives me insane. And I think I need to hide it. But I feel like this crowd is going to appreciate this. So it's called Even Superheroes Have to Sleep. And the overall message is good that, you know, 
Sleep's important. Everybody knows I'm really big into sleep. Uh, Number one recovery tool, really strong believer. Here's where I take issue. So there are all these folks in it. It's, you know, there's a superhero, there's a pirate, construction worker, uh, there's a scientist, a rock star, cowboy. All right. There are three women featured in this. One woman is a princess. uh, And another woman is a pediatrician, which is awesome because we do love doctors, female doctors. Yes. But a pediatrician. Okay. You're still still it's it's a little gendered, right? Taking taking care of kids. And then the third woman featured in this Even Superheroes Have to Sleep book is Mommy. And the page for Mommy is teaching and loving, making things go, trying to resist the urge to say no, spending the evening scrubbing the slime. Even mommies try for bedtime. Are you giving me? Come on. No. I'm sorry. Mommies need bedtime. That is a terrible message. Uh, yeah, at some point, I'm not looking forward to reading The Giving Tree with Hawk because, again, mixed messages about, uh, you know, the role of parents, mothers, and what they're expected to give. But I'm just, I'm just so offended that there were all these opportunities for these individuals to be, uh, women or, hey, listen, non-binary. But it very heavily leans into, okay, male superhero, male construction worker, uh, male astronaut, male pirate. I'm going through the book because I'm not upset. Male policeman, male scientist, male cowboy, male rock star. Uh, Is that it? Yeah, and even the, the two kids in this book are boys. So I just, I feel very upset about this book because there's no reason why it has to be that heavily gendered that like, what kind of messages are you sending to kids that, okay, girls, you can dream of being a princess, but you're going to have to sleep. If you're a mommy, you can try to sleep, but it's going to be tough. And, you know, Okay, yes, you can be a pediatrician, which is awesome. But all these other professions are not for you. Anyway, that was a very long rant about a children's book. There are many other children's books that I could have used. You know what? I'm looking at this, and I'm deeply upset by It's written by Sarah Crow. So I'm taking this so personally now. That it was a woman named Sarah who wrote this book and didn't consider that those professions didn't have to be cisgendered males across the board. Yeah, not loving it. Um, random rant, but there you go. This is this is what you this is what you come to this podcast for. That ends actually. Let's be honest. Some really awesome content coming from the feisty team from endurance exchange. Um, But I had to put my two cents in about that because I feel very strongly about it. 
And if anybody really just wants to rant about children's books, listen, we, we're more than animal stories on this, this podcast and the random triathlon uh, story. We also do children's books. All right, folks, I think we're all listen- looking forward to hearing more from Sarah about Endurance Exchange and have a fantastic week. My town, my crown, we know what it takes to be reaching the top. We reaching the top. We reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.